If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. Welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network and UNLV in another heartbreaking loss to San Jose State 27-20. Now let me give you a little bit of the scenario. With about 107 left in the game, uh, UNLV was trying to drive to get another score. And at that time, the score was 17-6. The Chuckster, Chuck Wagon, ended up fumbling the ball. And in the course of 65 seconds, San Jose State scored 10 points to uh, get the game back up at halftime uh, to 13-17 in favor of the Rebels. So, in some of the other things that happened in the game, uh, the record consecutive field goals for Gutierrez came to an end with a blocked field goal in the fourth quarter. So Charles Williams, first half, gave him 26 in his career, breaking a tie for fourth. Uh, Williams rushed for 94 yards total for the game, giving him 65-59, which is 74 yards short of school number one record holder Kim, Tim Cornette. Um, true freshman Cameron Friel started for the fourth time this season, became the first Unilever Signal Carl to play the entire game this season. So, UNLV, in another heartbreaking loss, and there were some questions about the fourth quarter and game management. So, we've got Marcus Herrero's post-game press conference here, and you're going to hear the reporters asking him about time management in the fourth quarter. So, here is that post-game press conference, courtesy of UNLV. I feel like we had a great shot. Uh, it's frustrating, you know, losing these close games, but... At the end of the day, we got to find a way to finish, and, and then the score is going to reflect that. What has to change in order to finish a game like this? You know, it's always uh, it's always like three or four plays throughout the game that, that change the way the game goes, and, and you never know when the, those plays are going to come. So we just have to uh, be in our P's and Q's every down, you know, treat every down like it's the game, game winning drive, because it really is. Um, for either of you guys, um, early in the game, a lot of contact to Nick Nash on the other end. Um, 
kind of slow to get up, even after a couple of those hits? What changed, obviously, throughout the throughout the game? Do you feel like your defense wore down, or do you feel like um, they kind of just made more plays for the end? You know, I think I think the defense did a did a good job trying to contain those guys. They're uh, an experienced group, you know, and and, and that quarterback's played a lot of big games. Um, you know, the time they've been together, and uh, I thought, you know, there was opportunities there that we when we had them, we took them. There's some opportunities we missed. And um, I think collectively we're going to see that show up, you know. Um, I think we were hitting him when we could, but uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good, good player. And um, I think that our guys are our guys are bummed out about not making those plays every day. I know we are. I know we're, we're crushed. We can't. It's fifth game now, quarter quarter. You know, where we feel like we're matched up, and, and so uh, we got to make sure that we we. Uh, we go back and we look exactly how we can finish again. On the, the final drive of the, the first half, um, Charles Williams loses the, the fumble. Were you trying to um, get something going? Were you trying to score before the half or run the clock out? Or what was the, the thinking? And, and how what, what did that play mean in the grand scheme of things to, to give up a touchdown going into the half like that? Yeah, uncharacteristic of Charles. Uh, that's our, our breadwinner uh, to hand him the ball. and. Move the ball and uh, in that in that half to see if we get something going close enough to where he can try possibly you know take some shots and, and maybe get in field of range and uh, uncharacteristic you know fumble the football and they went down and grabbed the ball and went down for six points and uh, and, and scored on a touchdown the difference in the game so a, a very critical uh, mistake uh, that uh, unfortunately is, is one that we're going to look back at and again it's going to hurt. Marcus, how would you assess um, Cam's play? I mean, he converted a number of you know, third and longs, a fourth down. Um, really seems like he's kind of coming into his own. Just how would you assess his performance tonight? Uh, since I think we start talking about him, you know, I think that he's tough. I think he's resilient. I think he likes football. He's a team guy. He's, I think, 69% completion and 55% uh, on third down. He's driving the ball to win against the defendant, not West Champs, you know. I think uh, I'm proud of him. I think everyone should be. I think we all should be. I think we've got room. I think he's crushed in there right now because he wants to win that bad. Uh, but I think he's leading by example. I think that he's he's laying it all out there, and uh, he's coming back each week, and he's learning, and um, he's got a lot of stuff that we can all look at and and hone in on and be proud about. Last question for me, um, Coach. You're obviously going to go back and watch the entire film of this game, but that blocks still go on a fourth and one from the 23-yard line. Uh, would that play stick out any more than others? It'll be one of them. I mean, those are critical plays in the game. Alan characters give us obviously a good start, a really good job. You know, we've done a really good job kicking field goals. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, another opportunity there for three points in his range. Um, you know, and so th those are those are all. Those are one of the usually the four to six things that stick out in games like this that you can really change the tide, you know. Hey, coach, were you thinking of going for it there? What's your decision making process in that situation? No, I mean, we're, you know, it was, it was in, in, in his range there at that time and felt good about good kicking it, obviously, to get three points on the board, put us in, put us in a scoring situation. Um, no hesitation on the field goal right there. Go ahead, Brian. For you, Coach, um, Kyle Williams had seven catches tonight for 117 yards. A little bit of a two-part question for me. 
Was that part of the game plan to target him that much, or is that just how it unraveled? And also, any update on his injury? He looked a little shaken up on the last drive. Yeah, um, targeting Kyle's been, been, been something we've, we've, we've tried to get going here on uh, the chemistry between him and Cam for, for quite a while. Right. As we, as we all know, uh, he's been a little banged up over the course of the last uh, five or six games, you know. Uh, and so, you know, unfortunately, he's there at the end. It was tough to finish it out. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure yet to the, the length of, the, of his uh, injury. But um, hopefully he'll be able to bounce back for right where we this week. Coach, last play of the game, was it a breakdown? Because it was just basically a jailbreak. And how is Cam after that hit? Yeah, I, was, uh, I haven't seen it exactly how it, how it played out yet until I see the film and see the communication exactly what happened to him, but definitely a breakdown in protection because there's a free runner on him and, and he's okay. He, he, he's okay from that hit. He's more hurt from the, from the loss. What about Noel Williams? Didn't see him at all after early in the game. Yeah, he got hurt early in the game. Uh, I don't have anything back yet. I haven't been in there yet to see, get all the information yet, but he got hurt early in the game and did not return. Any more? Um, this is for those of you, I guess. What's it like to start off a game with a short kickoff and a recovery like that? Well, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I have pretty you get excited about the momentum to start a game like that, you know. Um, we started fast in, in some occasions this year, uh, like that big plays, you know, on your side, and that's a big one to start the first play of the game. Um, it was awesome. Really good to see uh, miscommunication on them. And shoot, our guys were flying down. It was a great effort. And ended up with a touchdown and start the game off fast. In 1925, Modelo began brewing beer for those who believe in better. A model beer, steeped in the tradition of tireless effort. A rich, Pilsner-style lager for those who wear their heart and heritage on their rolled-up sleeve. Since our first batch to every bottle raised today, we've proved that it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you're made of. Modelo Especial, food for those with a fighting spirit. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite golf packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 94.9, 96.9. And we are an affiliate radio station of the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. So let's get ready to get them going. 4-2 Raiders playing really well under new coach Rich Basasia. Now we've got the... Press conferences from Greg Olson and Gus Bradley. And Greg Olson is really short. He's offensive-minded, so he's not going to talk a lot. 
But Gus Bradley will finish up for us. So those two interviews are going to come right now, courtesy of the Las Vegas Raiders. The autumn wind is a pirate. We have a lot of other teams in the league, we felt like, in terms of our 13 personnel. Uh, because they're a lot, they're former wide receivers. You know, Kerry was a former wide receiver. Waller is a former wide receiver. So we had tight ends that could really run the route tree for us, and yet they could get in a condensed set and we could run the football. Uh, so the loss of Kerry has been big, and then then to lose Bowers last week that hurt us as well. But you know, with that being said, we've got a full stable of wide receivers that are healthy right now. We like that, and, and as long as we can keep you know Darren and Foster healthy in their roles, and then we feel like we can continue to roll. We saw a little bit more in the screen game, uh, Derek under center a little bit more, especially early in the game, um, early down play action too, a little bit more than we have in the past last week. Is that game plan specific, or is that kind of your stamp on the offense a little bit? You know, I, again, we're just going to try and do whatever, you know, we think as an offensive staff uh, we, could, we need to do to move the football. So some weeks maybe more, some less, but... Uh, you know, we, we, again, I'm fortunate with the staff that we have, the number of former head coaches, coordinators, uh, you know, young coaches, just a, a good mix of the offensive staff with a good mix of ideas. And we're just trying, again, to try and find the, the best plays for the people that we have out on the field. So, you know, I, it's hard to answer that one. But, yeah, do we believe in the play action? Yes. Do we believe screen game? Yes. Do they complement one another? Uh, we feel like, the, you know, they should complement one another going forward. Two more if you guys got it. Still times in, uh, uh, that we didn't communicate like we needed to. That's probably uh, one of our issues is that in critical times making the right communication. Uh, we had a couple situations in the game where we didn't get it. Uh, that's what we're harping on this week because Philadelphia does operate in tempo and they'll kick it in at any time and it just speeds everything up. So our communication is going to be vital this week. Crosby come into who he is as a player game by game. Well, you know, he's another high effort guy. I think that that whole group, when, you know, we, the first thing that we put on tape is we talk about critique effort first. All right, where are we with our effort? And how are we with our standard of effort? And when we take a look at the game, when we take a look at practice, that's the first clips that come up. And we take a look at effort and do we have any missed opportunities where effort could have helped us? And uh, he's leading that charge, both him and Yannick and Q and really all those guys have bought into that part of it. And it's filtering, I think, through the whole unit. Uh, the D-line, though, definitely sets the tone. A guy like Max and his personality, you know, that's what he lives off of, you know, is that second effort and coming out of the stack. And usually when you see big men in the defensive line, when they're making plays on the sideline, uh, you know, big men running show up on tape. And it just shows up, and you see it more so than a linebacker or a DB. And we're seeing guys come out of the stack and really running it, and it's showing up. Gus, you faced the uh, Dolphins a couple of times when you were with the Chargers, Shaw Kenyon Drake. Now that you're coaching against him at practices, he may not be the star running back, but what makes him so valuable and dangerous and how you saw sort of seen him come out a little bit uh, this past week? Yeah, I, I was happy for him. Um, you know, I'm not involved much with the offense, but a guy like that, you see him work every day. You know, you're just excited for him. But I think overall, his speed, 
Uh, you know, he's got a certain toughness about him. Um, you know, he'll chip and come out and, and can accelerate and make plays. We've seen that on tape. So it's just that when he's in a system, it feels like the more and more comfortable he gets, you see that speed and that burst where he's trusting things. So without watching it all, I know the big thing probably would be, you know, his matchup, you know, the ability to match up with him because of, uh, you know, his physical traits. Seems like your two young safeties, Abram and, and Morey, um, are really looking a lot more comfortable, and, and they both had an interception and they were making plays in a previous game. What kind of development have you seen from them from the time? That you well, Morey's been, been uh, impressive with just his poise. You know, here he is, a first play, year player back there, and. Uh, you know, he's got a good handle on things, and it's it's not too big for him. He's kind of like Hobbs that way. You know, when you talk to him, you say, all right, I'm going to give you a formation. Let's just see if you can visualize this, and let's talk through your responsibilities. He can do that. He, he's just a really, really quick study. And that position's tough because you can get bored back there. You know, you don't get much action, but when, we, when you do get action, you need to show up. And so he's handling that part of it good, and... Um, you know, he, he's just been impressive to us. His demeanor, his poise back there. And I was glad to see him now. You know, he had a couple opportunities to make plays back there. Just to follow on that, when you have young players, what does the player development piece look like during the season? You know, guys are young and getting on the field right away, but you also expect development. What does that look like in the middle of a year? It, it does. And it, when we do our rep, reps out there, like if we get 10 reps, you'll see that our reps are split up. Uh, you know, we try to get everybody involved because really it's what we talk about as a coaching staff. Our job is to make sure we get better. And then we trust by getting better, we'll play to the standard. But sometimes you can get caught up in all the other things. You know, how are we in third down red zone? Just first, let's just make sure we get better. And that's really the challenge to every player. And they know they, they might get two or three reps a period, but those reps we need to see improvement. And, um, you know, we show that in practice or in the, in the meetings the next day, just that we have to have that. We need to see that. It's kind of like you say, just get better every day. But we need to see improvement because, you know, a guy like Faison, all of a sudden the middle of the game, his number was called. And Coach Milo and Richard Smith, those guys in the back end, they do a great job making sure that you know, there's going to be some injuries and the next guy up can come in there and we can still operate at a high level. Which is, there, is there a different philosophy coaching third down on defense than there used to be where it, it, back in the day it was like, hey, just stop them from getting the sticks. Now it's like, well, if they get close, they're going to go for it on fourth. Yeah. Down. Is there a different way to approach that? There is. I think it's, it's uh, we study fourth down a whole lot more than maybe we did in the past. That That is very accurate. And, um, you know, really it's anywhere on the field. Before, if it was fourth and two on the 35-yard line, the defense is already running off the field. Now you got to kind of pause and wait because teams are going for it, you know. Because it really is about possessions. You know, how many possessions, that's one thing we look at defensively, how many possessions did our offense have? And you'd like to get it in the 12, 13 possessions in that range. There's a couple games I looked at, I think it was, maybe it was a Chicago game, our offense only had 10 possessions. And we looked at that and said, boy, we, we've got to find a way to steal possessions. And that's what offenses are doing now. They're going on fourth down to try to almost gain another possession. And uh, we have to be alert for that and know the team that we're going against. And, you know, if they're going to be that aggressive, you know, we've got to, we've got to find ways to get them off the field. Gus, how, how big has Casey Hayward been, not only with his play on the field, which has been spectacular, I guess, but also in the locker room and with those young he, He's good. It's a young group back there, and I think he brings a sense of calm to him. You know, some of the maybe the issues that come up in some of our coverage principles, you know, he'll say, no, 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 we've seen it before. 
here's how we'll handle it, you know, and, and we'll be good. So he brings that sense of calm, I think, to the whole group where they really trust that, you know, all right, you know, you know, we've seen that before and, and we can get that done. So, you know, I think with Casey, sometimes you go, all right, you almost forget about that side. And in practice, you look at the other side. But he, he needs it just like everybody else. But uh, he's really a, a self-motivator. He, he knows what it, what it should look like, and he's the first one. I mean, he came over on the sideline to me a couple times during the Denver game, especially late, and just had communication about uh, how he's going to play some things within the system based on the situation that we're in. So, he, you know, he brings that to that whole group. Everybody got your question in? Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back. And you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And as I stated before, we are an official radio station for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Las Vegas Raiders. So Golden Knights playing tonight at T-Mobile. And they will be playing the Edmonton Oilers, who are 4-0. Knights 1-2-0. So we'll see if the Knights can get back on track. And then they will come back again on Sunday and play the New York Islanders who currently are 1-2-1, one, and one. Um, so that game should be kind of a toss-up. But tonight, the Oilers at the Golden Knights, 7 p.m., T-Mobile. Now, one thing that happened last game, there were some empty seats in the stands, uh, still over 17,000. But are people kind of getting upset with this team because they're not winning? Again, You've got Stone is out, and we don't know how long that's going to be. Pacioretty is out with a broken bone in his foot. That's going to be a while. Uh, who's going to fill that line? So Coach Pete DeBoer, as we said, is earning his pay right now. Now, again, in this weekend, we also have the Las Vegas Raiders, who we are an affiliate radio station with. Uh, so the Raiders will be playing the – Philadelphia Eagles, 2-4, and four, Raiders 4-2. Four and two. That game is Sunday, 1.05 p.m. at Allegiant Stadium. So let's get out there and support the Raiders. It seems like uh, they're playing more loose and more free right now. And, again, as I said, and this is just my opinion, I think uh, with Coach Bisaccia, he's letting his coordinators do their jobs. And, uh, and again, just my opinion, I think Gruden was a control guy and wanted to run things the way his way was going to be number one no matter what. Well, let's see what happens with the Eagles here and the Raiders coming off of a very good victory against the Denver Broncos. Okay, the other thing that's in town, 
and this is really kind of interesting. Electric Daisy Carnival. If you're not familiar with that, this is kind of an event, a music event that they have at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It's a weekend event. They're expecting 450,000 participants to be at this event. And it's live music, uh, 24 hours a day. Uh, just to kind of give you an example, a room at the Excalibur this weekend, at the Excalibur, is going for $500 because of EDC. Uh, this event has been here a number of years, and like I said, it's an unbelievable event for the city and for people that like music, all types of music. So you've got two hockey games. You've got the NFL playing on Sunday. You've got EDC all weekend. There's a ton of stuff going on in town, so town's going to be really, really busy. Let's be careful when you're coming in on that Interstate 15. And, again, you can pick up the Vegas Golden Knights tonight at 7 o'clock on the highway radio stations, 94.9, 96.9. You can also pick them up on uh, Sunday. And then you can pick up the Raiders at Sunday at 1.05 p.m., uh, as you're driving into town, or if you're leaving town, maybe you lost all your money by this time. Um, so it's a 7 o'clock game for the Vegas Golden Knights on Sunday, so you can catch both the Raiders and the Vegas Golden Knights on the highway radio station. So you're listening to the Coach's Corner on a highway radio station, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. Coach's Corner continues. Well, here we go again. John Gruden has finally come out and said something, not a lot, but he talked to Real Sports, HBO Real Sports, and basically said, the truth will come out. You know, go on my 58 years of my records. Now, you also have the Congress is uh, telling Roger Goodell they want all the records from the investigation and they want to know if uh, there were some prejudices in these hiring practices. Uh, so, yeah, the rumors have started about are they out to get John Gruden? Are they out to get Mark Davis? Uh, 